My name's AJ and welcome back to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fuck nuggetry. As ever, we have all the usual fun and nonsense for you this week, as the adventuring party attempt to investigate exactly what has befallen the residents of Palebank Village in the Greying Wildlands. If you're new to the podcast, or just returning in from the cold, and need a little recap on what's what, why not pause this and go and dig out our trailer, which we dropped the other day, and that will give you a brief outline of all the main cast and characters. In other news, we now have a Facebook page, so you can get all access to the maps and share your artwork with us much easier. Why not consider giving us a follow on Facebook? We're also going to try something new this week. Halfway through the podcast, we're going to pause and give a shout-out to individuals from the D&D and TTRPG community, so keep an ear out for that. And if you fancy getting your content shouted out, why not slide into our DMs on Twitter, and we'll see what we can do to help you. But that's enough of me prattling on. Go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and join us for this week's episode. Please do enjoy. And we are live. Suppose we should do introductions. We never do introductions. And I know how much you all love introductions. So I've written you each a little intro. So, there you go. You've heard him already. Lewis Budden, the voice of Aristobulus. A man best known for slapping his bass. I hate it. I hate it already. I hate it already. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't dead name your band. Carry on. Okay, okay. Not, and clearly, we got Matt Durant. Ooh, we got Matt Debrand, the voice of Belsiar, who puts the squee back in PTSD. Huh? Yeah? Nothing? No? Okay. It's getting bad. Very good. I'm glad you're working, workshopping it here before we you know, take this to the yeah. theatres. Right. I thought that was solid material. We've got Chris Ragg. You've just heard him. The voice of Hanash, the fecal face of fantasy. Not bad. Not bad. I, like, I do like thank that. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Chanel Williams, the voice of Maud, the angriest person to ever come out of Croydon. That's a fact. You can't even... That's not even a joke. That's just... You're just saying that. things that, that smug, smug little grin of like, ooh, well, you know. <laughs> I'm a fucking delight. <laughs> you are. And finally, Chris Neal. You've already heard him. The voice of Tatty Bojangles. Boris Johnson's one-time right-hand gnome. <laughs> Got a little giggle there. Got a little giggle. Right. That only leaves time to say what the fuck are we all drinking this week I can't see Chris you've not drink in your hand what's going on you don't do one for yourself you haven't got an introduction for yourself alright Lewis you can do me an introduction if you want oh I don't know I don't know really I feel like I need a bit of a lead up to try and encompass like really like get together of the core essence of what you bring um, dungeon <laughs> sarcasm fear yeah. self-loathing and yeah. pits and giggles that's not fair that could describe all of us <laughs> yeah that's true yeah uh, yeah, overall, Dungeon Master. Well, that's almost an introduction. Thank you, Lewis. So what's everyone drinking? Come on then. Matt, what are you drinking? 
Good old V&T. B&T. B&T. Oh, V&T, right. Beer, beer and tonic. Beer and tonic. <laughs> beer and tonic. Get myself a juicy idea. Jesus Christ. Any kind of vodka or are you just... Uh, mm-hmm. uh Bless you. What the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, the nice thing about Russian vodka is the cheaper it is, the more authentic it is. So it's, uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think it's actually fine. Look- so if you get blind, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a real chip. You actually find little bits of potato in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little peelings. It's fucking phenomenal. Amazing. Right. Lewis, what are you drinking? Um, I'm actually not drinking at the minute. I might get a little, I'm going to maybe have a little ale later. Maybe a little, um, got a cup of some Funko Wonderlands from Thornbridge that I might be having later on. But um, I'm going to do some tornadoes and like starting tomorrow and I'm going to be hammering it pretty hard. So uh, yes, I'm being responsible currently, but that's probably going to change quite and are you sniffing any particular brand of glue currently? Are you? No, I, li- I mean I'm, I'm a fan of Brick Stick, as we all know. I, I like to keep it. I like to keep it primary level. You know, it takes me back. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real vintage in the glue stick market. All about copy bits. That and um, Tipex. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can just imagine you painting your toenails with Tipex after this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's part, part of my beauty regime. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I've seen I've seen the cover of uh, Edron Dagger's album. I was going to say, what Tipex monthly? Tipexpage.com. You've seen me there. I bet that's a real website. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quickly Google. Uh, Chris and Chris, what are you drinking? Um, I've got I've got a couple of cans of couple of cans of nice beers that were left over from uh, from the last time I had a party. Can't remember who the can't remember who left them. Um, this first one was a, a plant based white breakfast stout, which is just a lot of adjectives. Who the fuck's drinking stout for breakfast? I know Scotland exists. Okay, and um, I've got I've got I've got I've got a question about that. What's a white Breakfast stout. Well, I think basically what it means is that it's a it's it's a stout, but it doesn't look like a stout. So it's not like it's not like super dark. You can't see much right now because we've most of it. But uh, a, a white breakfast in Scotland is probably iron uh-huh. brew. I see what you did there, both racially <laughs> relevant and funny. Yep. <laughs> and Danella and myself are both drinking the same stuff. You're going to tell everyone what the fuck this stuff is. Listen. That is that because you're you. Poured yourself a pint of it. Now you can't see. (laughs) (laughs) It it is Amarula and it's African. It's like African vodka Nesquik Nesquik with raspberries in. It's like it's 20%. And I poured myself a small glass and he got a coffee mug and started to decant a two liter bottle into it. And he's just been he's just been powering through. It's got it's got wild baobab in it. You can really taste the baobab over the top of the raspberry and the chocolate. Where do you get such a thing? Yeah, um, my uh, my I went round to my friend. And she's Russian and she had it. And she was like, "It's after eleven o'clock." Uh, and so yeah, it's like it's like Russian. It's brutal. Just the smell of it is phenomenal. Right, that's enough talking shit because we're running late. Let's do a recap. Who's up for a recap? Because I know a couple of you weren't here last week. And it was quite an emotional, really. It was quite... Right, I'm going to do us a quick recap just to bring you all up to speed. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they'd thrown into the wind and further investigated the massacre at Pale Bank Village at the top of the greying wildlands. Having blissfully arrived too late to prevent bloodshed, the party proceeded to make their presence known. 
Panache and Belsiar are attempting to sneakily investigate the happenings inside the local church. The pair of them, being about as subtle as a ventriloquist at an open casket funeral, instantly gave their position away and found themselves embroiled in combat and alerting the invaders. Combat was swift and bloody, with Hanash smashing through the two gnomes faster than a millennial having a danger wank to songs of praise. Meanwhile, Belsiar had opted to reach into his vast playbook and pulled out Dead Man's Hat, laying very, very still and allowing his large friend to pick up the butcher's bill instead. Bursting into the church, they observed a group of shady-looking gnomes lighting up pyre full of villagers and escaped out the back door. Doing their best to staunch the flames, Hanash saved as many villages as possible, whilst Belsiar, well, he dicked about, making the flames into pretty shapes to cheer up the recently bereaved. <laughs> whilst this was going on, Tati had stumbled upon a man being tortured by the gnomes in the town hall. Finding his inner courage, he burst forth to foil this dastardly act and caused quite a fray. A fight ensued. Gnomes died, but the right gnome survived. Once the dust had settled, the mystery man was revealed to be none other than McGruber, who had sent them up to Palebank Village in the first place. Tempers frayed as no one could locate the mysterious message they had been tasked with bringing. Aristobulus finally revealing that he'd been using it as a shopping list for the last year. Finally securing the note... A hidden map was revealed, and Magruba announced to Tati that the gnomes who had murderized the village were after the location of the hallowed or mighty Teslik cloak, a closely guarded secret. Making his way out onto the balcony, Tati observed the smoke rising off the church on the far side of the village, and a line of distressed villagers being led by the glass blades to the low bin. Outside, a slightly worse for wear Maud was drunkenly swaying about. And that is where we will pick up this week's episode. Damn. That sounds like a lot happened. A battle, death, a shopping list. Wow. Where do we go from there? Well, basically, you were sent to Pale Bank Village about a year ago, but you all made the slowest possible death. And you had a vision about nine months to a year ago, Aristobulus, about people dying in a village when you took drugs on a barge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a nice Easter egg you dropped, considering how slowly how slowly we get through your uh, narrative. So that was nice, know, we- right? Na- nice weaving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I write this stuff and you wipe your ass on it. <laughs> that's generally how it goes. I can't think of anything we did slowly because I think I feel like we went at a bricknick, 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 a bricknick pace, a, br- a, br- a, br- a bricklayer's pace, <laughs> bricklayer's pace. Um, what did you do? Well, uh, you got Hanash sent to prison. Yeah, you broke Hanash out of prison the very next day. <laughs> it wasn't like very next. He didn't. He didn't do hard time. I did hard time with his boyfriend, but he didn't do hard. He did do hard. We had a lovely consensual evening. Wow. Romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of shopping montages. You stopped off in a village for a small fight. It wasn't you that joined, much. It was horses. You joined the shady underground organization. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a lot of it. Remember when you solved a murder on an airship? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God, mm. that was. And we got trapped in a tra- trapped in some vents and stuff. Mm-hmm. 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 I remember. I remember. And then you spent two months collecting shiny magical balls, and then didn't do anything with them. <laughs> we didn't do anything with them yet. Yes. It's a- I mean, 
this adventuring party currently looks like the Big Lebowski. You're just carrying five bowling balls around with you. Have you never played an RPG before? You never do the main quest. Never. This is like the motto of, of this group is like always side quests. Yeah. It's always. You got side quests? Oh, oh yeah. I refuse to answer a lit- literal call to adventure. Because <laughs> um, like we've got, lo- we've got loads of shit in the end. Like, I've got fucking Rogue of Stars. Like it's just hanging out, you know. Yeah, we've got loads of stuff. Mm-hmm. We could mm-hmm. do an episode ourselves, literally just recapping the kind of shit we've got on us. It would be like our version of a clip show, except yeah. we don't have the value to actually do a clip show. No. <laughs> Tell you what, in the next fireside chat, what we'll do is each of you can go through your inventory. And I know for a fact, Matt's got a bag of pink powder. Uh, Chris has got at least three magic beans left. Sure do. Chanel's got... What he calls his testicles. What? Some beans yeah. and a squirrel bag. Chanel's got a squirrel bag, and, and Matt's got his own tears dried onto his sleeve. I've got a... I've got a, forgot, I've got a flask of fairy shit. Exactly, and you've got a flask of fairy shit. So, you know, there's there's possibilities and dreams in all of your pockets. Right. So what are you doing? Chanel, what are you doing as you drunkenly sway around outside the inn? I'd like to vomit in a few bushes. Tatty, as you stand on the balcony, Tatty, you watch Maud swaying from side to side down below. As she just vomits on a snow-covered bush, and you can just see the steam rising as the snow evaporates. That's whiskey breath. Did I vomit on someone? Make me a perception check. <laughs> All these people are quite small, so it's possible. I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Automatically assume you meant the living. Uh, Oh, this point more dead than living at this point. Sixteen. As you come back and wipe the sticky, viscous alcohol off your tiefling chin, you look around and you you notice for the first time the ring of refugees not refugees, they live in this place, the ring of survivors who have arrived, who are staring open-mouthed at the woman screaming in abyssal and vomiting into a bush. The sad little look on their face getting slightly sadder. Um, can I go down to the church? Hmm. What are you doing? It's uh, Aristobulus, as you're still in the foyer, you're standing next to a pile of smashed-up chairs and a bunch of bodies. Uh, cleaning your flute, which you've been doing for hours now. Your flute is a shiny flute. It's a good point. You, it's a good thing you mentioned that, really, because, like, you know, it seems like the vibe's a little macabre. You know, there's corpses everywhere, there's people chundering in bushes. It's not really a party train, is it? It's more just death and sadness. So in order to lift the mood, I'd like to say all aboard the party train, choo-choo motherfuckers, as I play this on the flute. <laughs> As the line of grieving villagers stands there, their tears slowly freezing on their cheeks, Aristobulus comes out doing the choo-choo train. As what can only be described, what only can be described as a right old knees up, is what I'm having right As a right old knees up. Tati, as you come down the flight of stairs in the town hall, you see Aristobulus hitching up his star of robes and getting his 
train on. Yeah. I uh, as I as I walk past him to go outside, I just I just do like a couple of steps of choo choo myself. Amazing. Right. Uh, Tati, you arrive at the edge of the church in time to meet Belsiar and Hanash, who are who are just mopping up the last of the survivors. Sounds like we're murdering them. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> you did murder some of them. You put quite a lot of them out of their misery last Actually, week. Yeah, you I did. did. I thought murder, that's euthanasia. Wow. The I mean, name of the episode. Can I, um, if I, if I go up to you guys, um, can I ask if any of the gnomes are still around? I look at, I look at them like, who are you again? <laughs> I am wearing one of their clothes because I, I was determined to disguise myself. So, I pull, oh yeah, I'm gonna, pull, I'm gonna pull down the hood and just be like, it's me, you motherfucker. Ah, uh, I quickly stop like the motion of gonna kick him in the face. Uh, I kind of grab my leg and grab your leg. Steady, boy. Yeah, so I say, um, are any of the um, are any of the gnomes still around that took the took the villagers? How, how will we know if they're gnomes? Oh, are we? How, what's the average height? Is this? This is a what? Not not to be racial about it, but the inhabitants of this village are they human or? Yes, they're all human. Well, I didn't want to assume. Wait, I think you said that some of them were elves as well. I thought they were yeah, dwarves. yeah, yeah. Because they're all of human. Well, the glassblades are dwarves, I think. But yeah. the um, most elves. A, a gnome is typically between ninety-one and a hundred and seventy. Uh, oh no, between nine. Uh, Fuck me, I'll start again. A gnome is typically between 91 and 107 centimetres tall. We're doing this in centimetres. And that, all right, a gnome is typically between three and three and a half feet tall. Thank you. I'm 152 centimetres. You're not a gnome, are you, Mark? Practically a gnome now. Yeah, so I'm going to ask, I'll ask Hanash and Belsia if any of the gnomes are still around. Well, he's here, Hanash, like, I don't trust Belsia. He's being racist and weird. (laughs) Yeah, he keeps looking at me funny and taking out out a ruler. (laughs) (laughs) I don't see race, man. man. You just see me like standing a little way back and like trying to trying to calculate how tall you are. I don't like the way you're looking at me, man. I, I say freaking so Is anyone going to answer the uh, the gnome? Yeah, I don't recall seeing. You try it, man. Everyone I saw looked like a villager, but all all you smooth skins look the same to me. So, damn. whoa, damn, Jesus Christ! Well, that's getting edited out. All you smooth skin, Jesus. As one of the villagers walks up in tears, as he walks over to Tatty, he's like, the, the gnomes went out the back door. He looks over at Hannah, uh, looks over at Belsiar and says, do you think my wife immolated herself? These people didn't light themselves on fire. The gnomes lit them on fire. I'm sure they did. I'm just saying that they're, they're not around now, are they? No, that's because they ran away. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go over to the back door and uh, have a look around for some, uh, for some tracks. Be smooth, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't, can't be part of this. Story. <laughs> I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go find the safer story to be a part of and possibly get killed. So the gnome Tatty Bojangles callously walks past the pyre of dead bodies, not even turning his head to look at the corpses as he just walks straight out the back door with his own agenda. Um, mate. Oh, I thought, we were, I thought we were outside the church. I didn't realise oh, we were, you were inside. you were inside the church. Oh, OK. I pay my respects to the... Wow. Busting out his best genuflection, the little gnome gives it the whole spectacles, testicles, wallet, watch, 
and uh, says his last words as you walk out the back door make me an investigation check because you know the footsteps are coming 16 there are f- there's a myriad of footprints in the snow most of them facing away from the church heading to a small tumble down area of the palisade wooden wall just behind the church running parallel with the coastline okay do I get a sense of how fresh they are as you sniff one you see that your um, they look roughly the same size as your own feet as you put your tiny little gnomey feet uh, obviously your toes are longer now but as you yeah. put your feet into the little footprints they look that track those are gnome footprints they look pretty fresh okay so like a couple of hours old something like that uh no less about half an hour something like that. less than okay yeah I'm just trying not to met again just um, <laughs> not to okay. again yeah Yes, um, so you've got, you go um, full on uh, due south, sniffing, licking, yeah, rubbing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so strange yeah, while your while your face is rotating the other way, just you going, yes. yes. Yeah, AJ, AJ knows I'll pop at any due south reference. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Tatty, as, I feel uh, like we have that as like a noise clip for the uh, for sound clip for the podcast whenever anything epic happens. Yeah. Just Lewis, like. Yes. Yes. Uh, Tatty, as you're crouched down, Diefenbaker comes up to you and... Oh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Man, okay, I'll stop. Uh, Barbara comes up to you. She also sniffs the tracks. Right. Uh, Hanash, Belsiar, what are you doing in the foyer? Can I can I apologise to the man I had an outburst at because I, I was feeling really bad because all those people died? As you go to talk to him, he comes in and embraces you in a slightly awkward hug. As he holds you tight, he um, you feel his hot tears on the side of your neck. As uh, he thanks you for um, the beautiful flame show that you put on for his newly expired wife. <laughs> Using deceased relatives. I'm glad yeah. I could bring some joy in this difficult time. You really did. You really did. She wasn't always the easiest, but this isn't how I would have chosen for her to go. I wipe away a little tear and I just say, there's plenty more fish in the sea, mate. Sounds like this guy definitely had a plan to kill his wife, but this wasn't the way he wanted to do As it. As he looks deadpan at Belsia, he's like, there are plenty more fish in the sea, <laughs> but her body is still warm. <laughs> I feel like maybe we should wait until she's in the ground for me to start dating again. No, as he said, we. He's definitely flirting with Belsia. <laughs> palpable, palpable tension. Thank you for worrying about me, but I will date again, but not until her body is cold. You could cut this sexual tension with a snowplow. With an ice knife. I, I, I gently just, just, just pat him on the shoulder, trying to put a, a, a lifetime of emotion into just a little, a little pat. And I feel that I really do. Thank you. As he, as he shuffles off, and you, I'll give you um, uh, advantage. Oh, not advantage. What the fuck's it called? Um, inspiration. inspiration. Thank you. For that, I will give you inspiration as you. As a landslide by Fleetwood Mac starts playing as I walk away. That's beautiful. Ah. And cutting away from Landslide by Fleetwood Mac, we cut back to Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, what the fuck is Aristobulus? I was having the right old knees up. I keep telling you. I'm Well, so far, I think I'm doing a one-man conga around uh, a bunch of gnome yeah. corpses. Uh, yeah, as you make your way over to the survivors, can you make me a persuasion? Sure. Oh, natural 20 out of 23 in total. 
Natural 20, as you start, you know, really busting out some dance moves, you manage to get a comprehensive conga line of survivors going. Um, and and there's a sense of happiness with those people who've recently lost loved ones, some of which can still support you of their relatives, as you manage to get a strong dance hall number together, really getting the knees up in the air. Um, oh, yeah. There's just one sad... It's just one sad little orphan sitting next to the bush, which Maud vomited on. Who doesn't want to join? Yeah, I want to go past. I want to. Go. <laughs> First off, I want to refer to this as a mournful con, and us the the cycle of life being a metaphor for the cycle that we're all up in the dance around. And I, I, and as we go past, I'd like to kick that small orphan in the face. <gasps> what? Oh, just casually, not like aggressively. Just like you know how you do a little. What you're casually booting an orphan in the face? Thank you. I just wanted you to say that. Yes, yes, I am going to do that. Yeah, casually, like as a part of almost like a can can kick, you know. So it's all in motion, you know. Yeah, just you know, I want them out of shot. Make me an unarmed strike. I really hope everyone's like crying in this conga line. It's like when you get Sims to try to have fun. Fucking nineteen, <laughs> fucking nineteen. 19. It's a small child with faithful yeah. eyes as you dance past, just whipping out a burlesque foot to one side whip cracking his head back it glances off the gutter drain pipe behind him and he just sags forward like a sack of spuds as Cleverstock runs forward and is like what manner of fucking weirdo are you what I'm just, <laughs> just going to shrug it off. <laughs> I'm just going to shrug it off and carry on dancing. He, he just <laughs> grabs you. He, he physically stops the conga as the tiny little mouth oh, is his hand out. As he is uh, like, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm going to put my, my figure to his lips, looking dead in the eye, and say, this is the party train, son. You roll with us, or you get rolled over. <laughs> make, make me a uh, intimidation check. <laughs> oh, nine. Nine. He looks at you for a while. He looks up at you. He considers it for a bit, and then he square on punches you in the testicles. Oh, don't enjoy that. I don't okay. enjoy that. Fine. I have enjoyed such things, but yeah, it's you know, there's a time and a place for all sorts. But uh, oh shit! How's that? What? What? What, what, what? what did he roll? Uh, very, very low. As he goes oh. to punch you in the testicles, he just slides off your greased-up testicle sack, and you hear it like. As his wrist just does, as the, the season <laughs> of many campaigns twists his wrist, dislocating it whilst trying to punch you in the testicles. As he goes down in a scream, holding onto his wrist. As you fantastic, my my um, my retort to this would like to be: uh, you can look, but you cannot touch. And then I'd like to blow a bit of the ink powder that I have in a small packet into his face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Roll, call it. Call it now. <laughs> oh, shit, he got a natural 20. All right. So um, he basically, his eyes go wide as dinner plates as a big smile creases across his face as he just starts scooping up the, the unconscious body of the child and just starts waltzing around with it. Ah, with his broken wrist. Fantastic. <laughs> with his limp wrist. With his limp wrist. As uh, he, he is a way yeah, of it, sounds like some, it sounds like some nightmare level shit. 
Aerosobulus bringing joy to the villagers. Phenomenal. If if we were going to do a quick tally here, I've got like a bunch of people that are grieving but are making peace with it, and I've only hurt one person who tried to attack. So, come on, in the karma level, balance there. I'd like to think, as a cleric, I'm doing quite well. That child tried to attack you. No, not the child. All right, all right. Okay, I've hurt two people. I've that he was being a party pooper, okay? He needed to liven up, get with the game, okay? It was, I told him. Wow. You mean you told him? You danced up to a child and drop kicked him in the face. He got rolled over. He knew the risk. Thank you. Thank you. So oh, someone gets it. <laughs> someone gets it. Two people have crossed me and a load of people I'm helping. I'm still doing pretty well. Maud, what are you doing? I am still raving to Thomas the Tank Engine at the back of the Tonga, at the Conga. Excellent. Raving. Completely got my kids. Can we have the audio raving. really low in the background? Is that possible? Just so. It really adds to the level of chaos. We'll get sued by uh, the author of Thomas the Tank Engine. Who oh, it's the, sh- it's the shitty flute version. Oh, right, all right, all right. We'll put the shitty flute oh, audio no, in the background. Yeah that, yeah, that guy really needs the money. Do you remember there was a video of the yeah cops, the, the cyber god like absolutely yes to Thomas the Tank Engine that's what, so that's what I'm doing basically what I'm getting from this is you guys all have a future in the bereavement industry every single one of you has delicately woven your way through this highly volatile and sensitive situation bring each of you bringing your own unique blend of chaos to it. So, including including Matt, Matt's racial slur. Matt's racial slur. The grieving man. Right, so Aristobulus <laughs> and Maud top and tailing a conga line full of grieving people. The tears of sadness rolling down their cheeks as they lift their knees high, busting some moves out to Thomas the Tank Engine. As we we cut back to Tatty on the edge of the door frame in the church. What are you doing? Um, can I go back to... Um, I guess go back to like the centre of the village because I'm looking for MacGruber. I don't know where I left him when I was on my way down. I assume he's come down. He's currently leaning I... against the door jam of the town hall, watching a limp wrist glass blade dancing around with the unconscious body of a child and uh, a conga line of grieving people. Can I go up to MacGruber and with the map that I accidentally on purpose uh revealed on the on the fire um can i show him the map on there yes yeah 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 i'll, I'll also ask him if he's got a because that's got like part of the coastline on it as it um, i'll ask him if he's got a, a map of wild Mount, is it this continent uh, yeah yeah to see if we can figure it out um i think he's starting to understand why it took us so long to get here watching how we operate (laughs) he sits there shaking his head for a while looking down at the broken crushed hand of his that's been tortured as he looks over at the people who he entrusted with the very secret that his society has been protecting for hundreds of years as he he slowly is almost the tank engine Right. As you go up to him, you show him the map. He looks at it, and you ask him whether he has a map, and he says uh, he does not currently carry a map around on him. Okay, I'm going to... Wait. I'm going to go find one of the glass blades and see if 
see if one of them has a has a map. I don't even figure this shit out. How is McGruber okay with us just taking this map after we fucked this up so much? How is he like? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fucking keeping it. You keep it. I'm over it. Fuck it. I'm uh, I'm figuring this shit out. I'm looking at someone. Door to door, going to glass blades. You walk up to one of the glass blades, ask him whether he's got a map. Um, he basically looks at you and in his best northern dwarvish accent says no I don't have a fucking map on me snatches the uh, shopping list off you and is like what kind of sissy south coast fucking map is this that place looks fucking tropical that's not my end of the world I'd fucking melt if I went down there this is the south coast you say well yes the land's above the water although that seems to be the wrong way around on the map but, yeah, I hear they were using lemon juice to, to, to make this map. Hey, lemon juice and semen, as he sniffs it. He's like, look at me, I'm a ginger. How long do you think I'd last down south? You'd be all right. Hashtag awkward. Maybe. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, so, you know this... I've heard varying things to be You fair, know this is but, the south you know. coast. Can you, can you tell me what? I point at, I'm going to point at both of the... Um, what look like um, <laughs> settlements on there, if you can tell me where they are. What kind of lazy NPC do you think I am? I'm not going to give you all the fucking answers. You're going to have to do some fucking homework yourself. Well, no, if anything, he's not lazy. He's, I'm expecting him to be very, very active. He looks at you and he's like, anyway, i got to go back to uh, Uthadern. There's a fucking summoning circle and... Uh, I plan on getting on it and fucking zipping my ass back to Uthadern. So if you're quite finished, I've got to go. And with that, and with that, he heads back to the town hall where a lot of the glass blades are starting to gather. Okay. Well, you know where you are. You're in Palebank Village at the top of the Greying Wildlands. You you were sent up here to deliver a message, but you took so long to deliver it that everyone got murdered up here. You've got a map with a pin in it which leads you back to the south coast. You've also got no end of side quests. You've got uh, five bowling balls in your possession to unlock a blighted woodland. You've got oh, yeah. a family crest for yeah. uh, Mellifluence Belch Crack's daughter, Toadflap. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, we can send the bees on a scouting mission to see whether there's anything likely. You summon one of the bees stopping. out of your hive and it literally goes... Fuck's Where are the glass blades going? What's this summoning thing? Is it a party? And they're not really designed for this Arctic weather. Yeah. Uh, as you look over, you start carrying on doing your conga line. You look over at the glass blades gathering, you side either. That's right. I'm going to slowly uh, do a like, slow down a bunch of like, people smash into the back down. of you in the conga line as you've killed the inertia. <laughs> as you disconnect from the human centipede, you really feel that the um, essence of the conga line is starting to fizzle as people realise that your magic propulsion is no longer there. The conga line just starts crumbling and people start going back to their own private grief. As you scuttle your way over one dirty cartwheel at a time to um, the, the gaggle of glass blades who are collecting outside the town square. Um, I'd like to put on almost a strange, out-of-character posh voice to um, try and almost persuade, coax the information, if you will, as if I was the nerdy girl in a, girl in a high school movie and they were the, you know, the cheerleaders, if you will. 
I almost coat sc- scatter over there a little bit. I was a skip in my step after my cartwheels because I'm, I'm a little bit dizzy and I'm trying not to fall over. And uh, I like to be like, hi boys, uh, I hear there's a summoning party happening. Mind if we tag along? You said the nerdy girls are the cheerleaders. Yeah, that's exactly how they say hi, it. Boys. Hi, hi boys. Do Mind I if we... Uh, I'm a fucking dwarf. As he grabs his beard. And I'm going to nod and be like, and a handsome one at that. Now, this summoning party, is it going to be uh, Is it going to be good? Well, it's a quick way of getting back from place to place. You step on the summoning circle. Someone says some magic words and you teleport your ass back to another summoning circle. Okay, okay. Have you summoning okay. circle? What kind of um, shit? What I'm, I'm going to be like, I've used many, but they're not in realms you can even comprehend tiny man and then I'm just gonna leave as you see you see the grip on his axe his white knuckles as you call him tiny man as he's like right good glad we had that conversation you filthy fucking priest (laughs) okay cool I'm gonna relay that information back to uh Maybe we should do it because we could end up somewhere. You've pieced together the fact that the glass blades are pretty much fucking off back to Utherden. They could have taken the fast route here, but being that they were on a scouting mission, they decided to come in quietly and see what was going on. Whereas there is a teleportation circle, a, a summoning circle, if you will, that will take you back to Utherden uh, in a pinch. So, I mean, considering they gave up the element of surprise anyway, because we fucked that up, that entire march, including the death of at least one one of the dwarves, could have all been avoided. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, Don't mention that shit. It's very true. Um, Jesus Christ, so many casualties. So they probably it, they probably would have got he's, there in time to fine. save him. That's prime post-credit scene material. Well, that's the director's show. They're opening the next conk fucker's cinematic universe property. Probably be the villain. Oh yeah. On the note of um, Avengers Endgame, mm. do you think there's any way we can go back in time to to put right what we've spent so many months putting wrong? Oh, where where does it end, though? Do you know what I mean? Well, we shouldn't have set the pub on fire. You know, we shouldn't have even met. You know, <laughs> yeah, if we never set the pub on fire, then we never we never found each other. So I generally don't think we could be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I, let me put it this way: I'd do everything again, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go back to Magruba um, with the map? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to relay the information that it's obviously the south coast. Uh, when you probably probably fucking knew that, but just didn't say anything. Um, and I'm going to ask him if he recognises the uh, if he recognises the area because he obviously came from Port de Mali, which is south. Yeah, south-ish. I can't remember exactly where, but. It's along the Menagerie Coast, right? Yep. Um, I'm going to ask him if he recognises the um, the settlements that are on there, the rough area. He takes the map off you, looks at it for a while, uh, mulls it over, sniffs it, licks it, spins it around. Did Maud just roll her eyes at me? Now it's a party. Maud just did, Lord. Right, as he, he, he takes the list... <laughs> as he takes the list off you... No, list. It is a list. He, he starts reading the shopping list on the back, flips it over, looks at the map, thinks about it for a while, and says, Well, our order... Oh, hang on, he's from the West Country. He's saying, Well, our order, we've looked after this. We, oh, no, that's more Indian. All right, my combine artist. <laughs> he looks at He's like, All right, my babs, well, we've looked after this list for... My, my organisation, we've looked after this list for hundreds of years. 
we put it in your safekeeping and you fucking wrote your shopping list on the back of it, didn't you? I didn't fucking do it. I'm getting a bit tired of this guy's He's like, I'm the leader of a secret organization. Of course I know where the fucking place is. All right. He sounds very well. His accent is... is... That's That's racist. Is he undercover? Is it... (laughs) The accent work is spot on. All right, my babs. Right, yeah, I know where the fucking place is. My fucking people have been fucking looking after it for hundreds of years. Okay. Well, you know, the gnomes that were here, they don't know where it is yet. They've gone off in the other fucking direction. Aye, they have, but they'll stop at nothing. They'll come after this fucking location. We've been hiding it. So either you take this fucking letter and you fucking skedaddle, son. Very scouts. <laughs> he knows that we're gonna try and steal the cloak. <laughs> why, why does he think we're trying to find the location? <laughs> if he's so hiding. As he leans in, wow. he's literally like, Alright, I don't know if you fucking remember this, but you motherfuckers, you took the fucking bottomless branch. So you're members of the fucking organization, I'm nuts. So you need to protect this fucking location. Yes, let's go protect. Why Why do you think that I'm trying to find out where this is? I'm trying to... I, I was trying to find this out so that I could give it to the rest of these... I, I gestured to, to Honash and Belsiar and them. And I just say, I can't, I can't go with them to protect the cloak because I have to go after those fuckers. And I point off in the direction of... Um, where the where the tracks from the uh, the church went. Um, he looks at you and he's like, as a fucking NPC, I wouldn't suggest fucking splitting the party up. No! <laughs> I suddenly decide to go on a, a monastic retreat to, to find my, my inner Belsia. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just get up. This is the end of campaign one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We all get to like the edge of the world and then we're just like, oh, oh fuck it. We've got an itinerary full of magical things and we're like, let's do our solo albums. <laughs> That's an AJ one on one. You see a bunch of people um, carrying Tavistock who's had to be like restrained as he's currently high as a kite. He's been restrained onto a stretcher. He's been currently being carried back to uh, the town hall as it looks like the glass blades are clearing out. So you all have a decision to make as to where you're going to go. You're either, you can either head back to Uthodern with the glass blades who will take you on their summoning circle. You can go after Skarl and his merry men. You could go and try and find out where Jpeth is and if he's okay. Um, you could okay. attempt to find out what happened to Theolian. You've got many options. You could even repay the debt mm-hmm. of honour to Malefluent's belch crack and go and find her daughter. Can I find, try and corral the rest of the group and say, um, in short, <laughs> who wants to go gnome hunting? Every fibre of my body is telling me to, to get in the summoning circle and go back to a nice warm inn with a, a, a pot of soup and yeah. a nailed skull. I'm up with the summoning uh, circle. Summoning circle, but I'd also like to ransack the church for valuables first. Holy fuck. Strong. <laughs> Strong. What does Aristobulus say? <laughs> I say, spoils of war, let's purge. Let's <laughs> purge. <laughs> I said another time. <laughs> As you look over, you just see, you just see Aristobulus with a thigh bone just chewing on the last of the roast meat on it. As he... Oh. But yeah, I'm easy. Uh, so many circles cool with me, killing people's fucking, you know, holy man. 
It's all good. We can kill them, so I don't mind. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm down. A bit blurred. We have for going back to Uthodern, but at some point I am going to want to. I'm going to no, want to come I'd, back. When, when I, I'd, I'd, I'd like to go back. But having seen, for the first time in my life, having seen real struggling and, well, not the first time, because we've seen a lot of struggling and death, but somehow this hits home. Mostly, what you're having trouble with is that usually we experience the struggle, but now you're seeing other people yes, experience the that's struggle. Yes, that's it. Not because of us. Yeah. You've seen struggles before, Belsiar. You've shared an in-bedroom with Aristobulus many times. You've had to pretend to be as peep as he's <laughs> in his own undercover. Yeah, but when it's when it's women and children. Nope. Not a segue in the room. Oh, that way, right. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> not, with, not, 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 not with my character. I thought it was very dark. I think it's getting cut out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Normally that's with women and children. Dark. Oh, these buddies. As we make our way into our drinks break, Tatty Bojangles is going to have to make a difficult decision. Does he stay or does he go? Does he start his own podcast? No podcast. It's just me describing hunting gnomes. Not even as Tatty Bojangles, just me as Chris Neal describing hunting small people. Like a dog the bounty hunter style mockumentary thing. I listen to that like, oh, nice goggles. Uh, I, I need photos of like you around Walkley just like kind of crawling, like, <laughs> <laughs> like randomly crawling through like um, what's it called? Ruskin Park. Yeah, this this kid's running around on like on the swings and like on the on the merry-go-round. This is starting to sound a bit more like a happy slap video where you're like hunting. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> right. We're going to go into a drinks break and we're all going to have to make some tough choices. I need to top up my cream liqueur. That's what I need. Is that not really warm? Yeah, it's horrible. It's cheese. Mmm. <laughs> mm. can, can this episode be called Gnome Country for Old Men? Yes. As if we've not done that already. Right, we've been threatening to do this for a while. This is the part of the show where we will give a little shout-out to people from the wonderful TTRPG and D&D community, with whom kind support we have managed to share our little podcast around the internet and see a big spike in our listening numbers. This week, we want to share with you the very talented at Johnny Cordova on Twitter, who is currently offering his complete works on the DMs Guild for the bargain price of just $5. This includes the intriguingly titled guide called Crimson Snow. So go and check that out and show him a little love. Next up, we have Tomes of the Chaos Bard and their fun for all ages real play D&D podcast. And it is with some sense of irony that we recommend to you family-friendly fun from our foul-mouthed podcast. But there you go. Apparently they have original music, charming characters, outstanding story and good audio. Well, screw you because we don't have any of that on this podcast. But there you go. So hurry out and check that for some wholesome fun and show them a little love. And that just leaves us time to shout out our good friend and original superfan on Twitter, at D, who requested that I remind you all that he is an acceptable human being. And God only knows what that means. But if you want to judge for yourself whether he is, go and track him down on Twitter. That's at D. 
So, if you fancy getting your project shouted out on here, as those poor individuals found out, then hit us up on Twitter and we'll see what we can do to help you. Right, back to the action. Segway! We're live again. Right, we've got a new and improved Lewis with headphones. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Right, last we left off with the gang, they'd meant to make the horrible decision whether to leave Tatty to pursue his enemy, his his one-time nemesis, or whether to go back to a warm bed and an inn in the city of Utherden. I would like to volunteer to go with Aww. Tatty. I don't want him to go on his own. Okay. Yeah, I say why not both? Could we do both? Is that out of the realms of possibility? I want, I want to murder a troll and be in a summoning circle. Could we make our own summoning circle? What a murder question. Who's a troll? What? I don't know. <laughs> you mean sniffing? Aristobulus doesn't listen. Gnomes, trolls. No, no, no. Fantasy bullshit. <laughs> it's just not some arcane nonsense. That's it. It's all nonsense. Can we not murder a dwarf? What? Can we take him to the circle? fucking gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they have a fucking challenge. I just want to get that. Can we not fight, hunt, hunt down the unicorn, take him to the summoning circle, and just see what happens when you kill someone in one? I want that one. I want that plan. Where, yes. where are the unicorns? But if you do that with a unicorn, you have to do it in a halal way. <laughs> it's got to be kosher. For the love of God, make Let's it kosher. Let's get all the world religions in. So what I want to see is Aristobulus using a summoning circle with one foot on and one foot off as half of him just teleports away. <laughs> His lifeless body just <laughs> Um As people start volunteering to, to, to go with me, I'm going to just turn to everyone and, and say, look, I, I can't ask you to come with me because... Um, if you come with me, then then all I'm doing is putting you in, in danger. I have been running from Skull and the rest of those gnomes for years, um, just trying to get by, and that's why I freaked out when we saw when we saw the arrow and when we knew that it was it was these guys. Um, but I can't, you know, this this whole village has, has basically been massacred because because I refused to deal with him, and now he's going after this MacGuffin cloak. Um, and if he if he, you know, any any more murders that he commits or any of them commit are on my conscience so Good I I have to go and I have to go and find him I you know I, I I would appreciate the help if you feel like helping me but I can also see why a warm bed and a and a and a big old pint of strong beer is is more appealing um but I've got to go I've got to Aww. I've got to go that way I, I just want to say that was a beautiful rousing speech but as Tatty points I've got to go that way he hasn't actually got a finger as <laughs> <laughs> as a tiny stump. No, 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 I do it with my elbow. I've got to go that way. I do COVID safe points. It's like a Boris Johnson point. I've got a little finger, yeah. You've got a big little that's the, that's the one they call the pointing finger. As Patty finishes his rousing speech, you hear a blubbering behind you as you all turn around to see the burly form of McGruber standing behind you all as he's like, all right, I'm coming with you. I can't let that fucking note out of my sight. <laughs> also, that was a very rousing speech. 
I, I just go, oh, I was gonna, I was just gonna leave the note with you. <laughs> All right, that's awkward. That's fucking awkward. But I offered, oh, I'll fucking follow too. All right. Well, All want. right. All right. By the way, what happened to your fingers? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was very sensitive about that part when he was, he was complaining about having one fucked up hand. I was like, fuck you, man. He just looks at you. He's like, rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> I go, rock, paper, shiv. <laughs> All right, what are the rest of you doing? Come on. I guess um, I'm going to salute Tati and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to, like, oh, captain my captain in, even though I'm already stood up, I guess, just maybe thrust at him, I guess. What, what, I don't know what the equivalent that I would do. I'm going to thrust at him in a... In a uh, okay, here's... No, here's what I'm fucking doing. I'm, I'm saluting him. Just, just thrust. I'm gonna give him the look that's like, I got you, bro. You know, you know, you know, in the eyes. I, you know, I, I, I give him like a couple of seconds of eye contact before I have to break away. Good. Um, he knows. He thinks it's because I'm uncomfortable because he's because he's making sex eyes, but oh. it's because I'm I'm uncomfortable with the show of emotion yeah. that he's he's apparently on. As board. you declare that's your allegiance, Aristobulus, um, Barbara just strolls up to you and just starts, like, rubbing herself against your leg. Oh, okay, great. Uh, it looks like we're a team. I mean, I don't, I'm not really... I don't know if we're in a position to rekindle this romance at the minute, Barbara. Wait, it was on and off again. It meant nothing. Don't be needy, you know? <laughs> that was, like, wild emotionality. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so Maybe we can do this. No, this meant nothing. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Get away from me. You make me sick. Cop, call me. <laughs> Maud, you can just hear the internal voice of Barbara as she she's thinking, oh, he's so in the friend zone now. I, uh... I would like to do the Katniss um, volunteers tribute, kind of one foot on the rock, um, saluting Tatty. I like to wag my little tail in like uh, in a way that's like I'm down a party. This is all going on. We pan back to Belsia, who's currently in the inn, tucked up in his bed. <laughs> mug of cocoa in his hand. No, what are you doing, but the summoning circle went ten minutes ago. <laughs> I was just jumping for time. You're still hugging that awkward, bereaved man. Feels like it's turned from a hug into something much, much more. Much more. Very mm. long hug, isn't it? A pantsless cuddle. <laughs> While still hugging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the bereaved man. The bereaved man is like, don't worry, I will date again. I will. But I just wanted to thank you for the beautiful way that you handled the death of my wife. <laughs> I think that that's oh, an insensitive question. <laughs> that's a mercy kill. Okay, well, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll meet again. Goodbye. AJ, that, that you're, um, you have all of, your, uh, all of your voices and accents, like Horny Bereaves Man <laughs> is kind of my favourite. <laughs> the one who's like, yeah, that's my new favourite. The, the gulping, yeah. the pausing, the drama, the, the intrigue of... Maybe I should follow this. No, I can't. I can't. But maybe that's what makes it so good. Oh, you can hear it. Oh, it's great. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> the, the anticipation in AJ's voice is... Um, like, we can't. We mustn't. But we should. What you realise is I embody yeah. all of these characters. When you kill NPCs, they die in my heart. Yeah. 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 yeah we part know. of me <laughs> dies. One, one <laughs> sip of fucking Amarulo at a time. <laughs> Philip. 
Thank you. <laughs> you're, both, you're both like, you've got like a hand outstretched as you're saying goodbye. As, as, as he, goes away, he rushes back to you and he takes a stylus out of his pocket. He grabs the palm of your hand and he scribbles the number of his summoning circle onto the palm of your hand. In there. That's, uh, that's two narratives in one. We're, we are hitting it. We're going to do both. We're going to fucking do both. Mm. Right. As McGruber's like, all right, well, I think the fucking trail will be getting fucking cold if we don't fucking move on. I go, yeah, so... How um, how tall is he? McGruber, he's, he's a bigger one. He's six foot two, maybe. Oh, an NPC on a road trip, eh? It'd be a real shame if someone was to jump on his back for a piggyback, wouldn't it? I thought you were, were setting up your next romance. Actually, I'd like... Oh, an NPC on a road trip. It would be a shame if someone fell in love with him. <laughs> that is kind of my, my thing. But no, not a piggyback. I would like to look at him and be like, giddy up then, big boy, and I'm going to jump, as, as, as assuming he's going to cradle me, and I can put my arms around him, almost as if we're newlyweds crossing the uh, threshold. Is that what it's called? Mate. Cross from the threshold? That's not it. Is that what it's called? That ain't it. Yeah. Is it? It's called consent. Is it? Where I'm from. No. The, um, where you, you know. Yeah, but you've crossed the threshold loads of time. Um, yeah. right, make me a persuasion check. Easy, I'm good at this. That was annoying. I didn't, didn't lie that one. Fucking 12. 12. As you charge yeah. up to him, reach out and jump. He doesn't put his hands out as you just leap across him into his arms, which aren't there, as you grab a wad of his beard and <laughs> go past. Just pulling the pair of you onto the floor in the snow, you tussle just flakes of snow dancing in the air as you look over at the clippity-cloppity hooves. As you look up and notice Tavistock, who's still high as a hippie on the third day of an open-air festival, is bringing a small group of horses on reins towards you. He's one fucked hand as well. Yeah, he's one fucked hand. He's just limply holding on to the reins of uh, quick mass. Uh, horses. What? The... <laughs> as he brings... A, a as he brings a flock of yeah, I was gonna a say. flock of horses. What's the what's the um, a corral of horses? What's the plural of horses? Pack a pack? No, a school a murder. A <laughs> murder. I was going to say a murder. A actually, clop of horses. No. A clop of horses. A hoof. A fucked up. Come on, Sinead. A team. It's called a team. Plural of horses is also. As horse. he brings a horses of horses. What war. is a horses of form? Horses. Oh, there's loads. There's loads. You can have. There's loads. You can have team. A rag. Ah, a rag. There we go. As you look up, Tavistock. Yeah. Tavistock's like he's still fucked. His eyes are the size of dinner plates. He's like, don't mind me. I found these fucking horses dancing around. Do you have use of them? Are the horses just just prancing around normally like normal horses? Or are they are they dancing like? A fucked up blast. Um, they're surprisingly. He's a man who knows his way around a horse for a small guy. Um, they're not quite. He's not got it to dressage level yet. But he's, you know, he's, he knows his way around an equine body, not in a sexy <laughs> way. Um, no one thought in a sexy way. No one thought that <laughs> until you said it. Milking right. <laughs> a horse. <laughs> oh, 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 lowering the sound. I'm really glad this, like, the videos of this don't make it anywhere because they're so much worse than the audio. Do you think cows are just black and white horses? <laughs> and people wanking their four cocks off. Is that is that? Say <laughs> 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 
Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna check those motherfucking tracks because I want to know where the fuck we're going. Right, no, hang on. Tavistock's offering you some fucking horses. (laughs) How long does it take for us to say yes, please? We'd obviously like your horses instead. We've all gone. We've all gone. Here's a fucking coat. Would you like the horses yeah, or not? I get on the horse to check the tracks. <laughs> Why? Would you like me to say we want the horses? <laughs> what does he want the horses? I'm the fucking spokesperson for every interaction here. Come on, of course you are. I I say thank you, extremely, extremely high glass blade Tavistock. Pat him on the head like a child. He basically says. Um, he says, for the horses, I'll take Marvel Gammon Hammer's hammer back off the Dragonborn. I pretend not to hear him. I'd like to stand in the way of, like, a Belsar in the sky who's like, you ain't getting, you ain't getting it. All right, not a problem. As he just starts turning the horses around, he slaps the rump of... Wait, 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 I've got an orb. Wait a minute, we don't have... This, wait a minute. This, this guy, hold on, I'm intervening at this point before we start haggling with Amanda. I got fucked up. It's so unnecessary. I'm going to, um, bear with me one second, I'm going to turn to him and I'm going to clap. Oh, stop, Willis. Can you pretend to be a hallucination and freak him out? Or something? Oh, that is probably easier than casting command, which I was about to do. <laughs> but I've, not, I've not, done a, not done a spell yet, so I'm going to cast command. How many times yeah. have you mind-fucked this guy? You mind-fucked him after um, pushing JPEth off a cliff. Yeah, and I, might, I broke his wrist when he tried to punch me in the nuts and I've got him high because I was offended that he stopped my conga. Me and him aren't vibing. Have today, you ever so started now... a career as a primary school teacher? <laughs> Aristobulus is pressed, is not up for a debate right now. You know, you know him as a cleric, but he may have had many jobs in the past. <laughs> That's for a flashback episode. Anyway, I'm going to um, I'm going to cast command. Okay. Okay. Talk amongst yourself. Casting the spell. This is the song of the Right, what's your uh, what wisdom saving throws you got to make? Oh, mate, that asks me these questions. It is. I've got all these. This is loads of freshers outside in their gardens, not outside in my house. Are they burning poop? Uh, no, it's near the grounds. It's loads of students. I think they're playing. Hold on, uh, it could be general chit chat. It could be beer punk. I can't tell. It's very distracting. Okay, um, spell slot, boom, what's he got to do? Um, I'm not sure. get him for cheap to go. Um, what are we saying, lads? <laughs> Should we take a hammer to tomorrow? I'm off tomorrow. School disco. Okay. They don't do school disco, it's fancy dress now. Um, they changed it, like, last week. Aristobulus, what's your save DC on your spell? If you click on spells, there should be three numbers at the top. One's a modifier, one's a spell attack, and one's a save DC. Uh, spells, uh, modifier three, uh, fives for spell and save is 13. 13, right. He's going to attempt to make a save. People will be writing into this podcast telling me I'm doing it wrong, but I don't give a shit. Right. He's got Fuck to- them, they're writing in. Sorry. It'll take ages to get in. He's got to make a wisdom saving throw. Here we go. It'll take ages to get in. Oh, fucking nut sacks. He got a 12. As he's like, I've seen this mumbo jumbo before. It's not going to work on me. Oh, how can I help you? Oh, okay. Can I have a quick conference? It lasts like a, a while. So a quick conference with the guys going, do we need anything else? Like, you know, more than horses and for him to go away. I love a kidney. <laughs> 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 I, I, 
I, I, I just go, just the horses. Please, please just tell him to give us the horses and nothing else. I get out of spoon. I can, I, I, can only, I can only speak one word command, so unfortunately I can't say kidney. <laughs> and have, I can, but I don't think it would make a lot of sense. I'd have to say, like, your kidney, specifically. And, um, okay. Uh, all right. Hold the reins as he hands over the reins of the six horses to you and he just slowly starts unbuckling his belt and taking his clothes off. I'm not going to lie, I'm intrigued to see where this goes because I haven't used the command word yet. So it feels like the NPC doing it for himself, but okay. I thought Um, thought you I've not said anything. You just have (laughs) decided he's going to say okay and take his pants off. I mean, to be fair, this is Lewis command. This is Aristobulus casting command. I get one word. I've not said it. I've not said this. Assumption that what you wanted was the horses, and then to just take off his take off his trousers. Yeah, this is just this is the DM just picking, just assuming I've said something, and just thinking, okay, so he gives you what you want, and then he gets me. <laughs> this is, I, I didn't ask for this. He's gonna do some butt stuff, and then he gives you what you want. You now, like. He's uniformly covered in ginger hair. Like, for right. the density of ginger hair, like it goes through the beard, down onto the shoulders, round onto the front. You can just see two little pink nipples through the front of this little ginger um, explosion. It's almost an effervescence of hair at the front of his nipples as it goes down. But his beard is so long that it hides his little pickaxe. You can't actually oh. see... Um, and he's just down to two little woolly socks. Is he just wow. there? So he just he assumed that's what. Yeah, he, again, I don't know why he did this. Like, I've not used my. Can say why is he naked? I literally, for once in my life, I'm speechless because I've genuinely not asked it. <laughs> Maybe I guess he just caught a vibe. <laughs> anyway, I'm about to use my word now. My command word is flee. As um, you just see him about turn. And you see he's got a wicked tan line round his ass. He's not it's a it's like the arse is shaved. Like it's the only thing on him that's not hairy. As wow. he just bolts through the snow. Like a little ginger fox. He just tears <laughs> off through the snow. Um He's gonna die out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> first, first now you have a stock, you're just murdering fucking I'm picturing I'm picturing a dead body lying in the snow, but it's like you say bolt but tiny and ginger. It's the end of the shining. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's just there like three weeks later as an ice cube. Um yeah, cool. Well that got rid of you've that. Got all got all the right. Yeah. Tati, you've established that the tracks are followable. The, the gnomes have raced off down the coastline to the north of the city. City? The burnt out village. As, um, as you see now the horses, that Aristobulus is holding the reins of six horses. Jump on, motherfuckers. Maud, what are you doing? Um, I am striking the horse and finding out whether the horse is happy, whether they're happy to take us or not. The horse says yes. And it looks at Anosh is like... I look all excited and just jump on, like, headfirst, like... Over the side. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so is there yeah, any yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, differential? Yeah. What, I mean, are, are there any characteristics of each horse that any of you are looking for as you, you take your pick? I like one that looks the least happy to see me. Um, Hanash, you pick 
There's a battered nag of a horse. It's uh, grey. It's got clumps of... It's it's a nice dappled grey, but it's got clumps of kind of white hair in it. It's looking pretty um, smashed up. Um, sure. And it, it looks like... Um, it looks angry. It looks like somebody's put like a kilo of ginger up its ass. It it's it's looking like it's up for a fight. Is the daughter that just went? Is his nickname a kilo of ginger? A kilo of ginger. Yeah, he just ran off into the. Uh, I mean, he was a hundred. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so Hanash goes up to the grey old nag, who's bitter and angry. Aristobulus, which one are you picking? Go silent, horny. Go silent, horny. You go up to my little pony and. Oof. It's quite oh, a quick answer. <laughs> you you go up to yeah, one like. which has got a uh, it's got a lovely plaited mane. It's got beautiful ribbons tied in its tail. I want to pick the the most confident horse because I feel like I could use some of its. It's uh, uh, you horses. go up. To, there's a manly looking, muscly Shire horse with. I mean, it's going to be tricky getting on it, but it's it's the biggest, butchest. It literally looks like... It looks like a Grand National winner fucked an elephant. It, it's, it's got... A trunk, yeah. Can I rename mine Janine? I don't know why, it just feels right. Janine it is. Um, Patty, which one are you going for? Uh, I'm going to look for a kindred spirit and find the um, the, the 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 outcast, the sh- the, uh, the, 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 the runt of the litter. Um, uh, the runt of the litter. You see, you see ideally. a um, cow. <laughs> I, find, I find a goat. <laughs> um, <laughs> trust my. <laughs> Tavistock has dragged a cow in with a <laughs> You see a Frisian. Fuck. <laughs> There's something deeply funny about that. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like everyone's on horseback and just He's on a cow. cow. <laughs> uh, Maud, which... Do I actually have a cow? Yeah, you've got a Frisian. <laughs> I'm going to turn to Barbara and just, and just be like, this is... This is embarrassing. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I trouble you for? Uh, can I trouble you for some support instead of instead of this? No, farmer? no. You wanted the run. You said, and nothing's more run. <laughs> Another fucking old man of the litter. <laughs> uh, Maud, what are you picking? Uh, I would like to look at the horse with cross eyes that's kind of staggering about a bit. Not quite there. Not quite cricket. You a bit disturbed. Simply pick an absolute fucked up boxer of a horse he's slightly gammy eyed and he's got a wicked overbite his like overbite hangs down out the front of his mouth uh, yeah as the horse you hear him being like who's that he's on my back what's that buzzing noise Hello. sounds like the happiest horse in the world yeah can I ask him what his name is <laughs> Can't say that word out loud. Um, <laughs> he's like, I feel like Linus? you should now. I could have said something up, but no, my name's Linus. Listen, just treat me kindly, all right? I've never had sex. Some of the other studs get loads of actions. I bet that cow's even had action. I like that. That should be more to actual response, just an awkward. 
Oh, I'd like to give him a, a tap on the arse. Oh, just a... Intimacy. Oh, God, it's been a while. As he just um, trots off, uh, and you all look around as MacGruber's like, all right, guess I'll take this one then, as he just takes the small Shetland. As yeah. Like, MacGruber, who's a big man, is riding a small horse. Uh, as you all set off, Along the path, Tatty at the front, tracking. Uh, what, what, how do you want to handle this? I want to be at the front, tracking. Wow, Jesus. I'm a cow. No, I'm, I'm on Barbara. I'm on Barbara. <laughs> You're on a cow. <laughs> as, uh, like, Butch Cassidy right. and the Sundance Kid, as you all ride off, Tatty with the cow's bojangles just swaying underneath. Um, the engorged milk... Build udders swaying in the afternoon sun underneath the Clydesdale that he is currently. That's a Frisian, isn't it? Um, right. So, can you make me a perception check, Dad? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. As you manage atop your fine uh, bovine steed, you you can read the tracks as a hunter and as a trained man. You can read the tracks of the gnomes. Fled as you leave the palisade of the village of Palebank. You look over you, and the smell of roasting flesh starts leaving your nostrils as you set off along the coastland path. Looking to your left hand side, you see the Arctic swell of the ocean, the waves crashing against the beachhead, the breeze, the strong gust of wind washing in off the ocean floor as you all pull your coats closely around you, as Barbara skits in and out of the legs of your horses. What kind of pace are you planning on setting? How fast can a cow go? Quite fast. Yeah. Um, I mean, we propose you some kind of horseback drag race where we uh, start your engines and we'll leg it there. To see <laughs> Just give me an idea, timing-wise, AJ, how long after they left did we end up setting off? We were probably like an hour, a good or, hour or so afterwards. Okay, I guess for for the first portion we'll probably go pretty quickly and then slow it down as we get as we get closer. Okay, can each of you make me an animal handling check? All right, come with me. Sure thing, boss. Uh, I like to. You've you've probably got like a table of um, how much how much like how many kilometers a horse can travel in an average day's travel. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing on that cows. Yep. Yeah, I've got everything. I'm God, Matt. I literally have stats that you wouldn't believe. He's got stats for the uh, 21 for me. Okay, hang on. Maud, 21. You really master the animal. The communication that you have with Linus, his horniness, and his real kind of uh, excitement at actually having anybody use him for anything useful, he really engages with you, and you get the very best out of him. You set a good pace. <laughs> I, got f- I got 15. I love this. 15! Tati, do you know what? For a small man whose uh, pelvic floor isn't particularly wide, you manage to straddle that cow quite well as uh, you hold on for dear life round its neck as it sets a good pace. Um, you, you, you're managing to, to hold on, um, holding on to tufts of mane with your catapestians, <laughs> with a fistful of um, flaxen hair, you hold on 
to the back of the cow as it lollops its way forward. I'm, I'm kind of imagining this cow and it's got a cowbell on it and it's just going absolutely Yeah, there's, like, a, there's a kind of... <laughs> Uh, right, Hanash, what do you got? Five. Five. Hanash and the old nag are not best friends. As you try and rein it in, you're already crushing it between your impressive thighs, almost trying to steer it using your legs. I have no idea how horses work, let's be honest. <laughs> maybe, you do, maybe you do steer horses with your legs, I don't know. As you try and rein it in, but the more you try and subjugate the horse, the angrier it gets, and it occasionally turns around and tries to nip at you with its jagged, yellow, crooked teeth. Whenever it does that, I get to give it a bit of a slap. Because <clears throat> the RSPCA are going to be onto us like a fucking weapon. Uh, you two, are, you're in a hate-hate relationship. Do you know, like, everyone knows a couple who just are not finished abusing each other yet, and their relationship... <laughs> oh, that's awkward. <laughs> their relationship is about vitriol. It's a war. Their relationship is more like a game of risk. It, uh, that's kind of like the um, the slow-grinding war of attrition that you currently have going on with the nag, Anash. Uh, Belsia. I got an 18. 18. Um, now that you've mastered being like eight foot off the ground, at first you were starting to get a little bit dizzy from this perspective. Every so often you have to really throw yourself low as it goes underneath a branch that everyone else clears easily as you nearly get clotheslined by every tree that you uh, go under. But you can really feel the power of the steed underneath you. The real kind of equine throbbing muscles just pumping away underneath you you really you, you feel you feel the magnificence as you're almost you're almost brought to tears by the beauty and masculinity of this horse's real drive and yeah i think the horse is the horse is everything i'm not <laughs> the horse is everything i'm probably not. horse probably. uh aristobulus what you got no 14 14 um it's rainbows and fucking glitter for you. You two are like a fucking like K-pop party. Mm. It's just so exciting. You, you're singing to the horse. Yeah. The horse is moving to your beat. Like it's you're you're really in tune with each other. Me and There's times when everyone looks around. Everyone else is blazing saddles and Aristobulus is like dressage. There's definitely times where he's kind of fucking sidestepping around tree stumps. Um, Me and Janine, Pony and Docile, we were a good team. Yeah, there, there's a word, there's a there's a bond that goes beyond words with them. It's a it's an it's an animalistic bond that Aristobulus has made like with this fine in, beast in Avatar, where they you know match their tails together. I've done that, but I've just took a horse's tail and put it up my cloak. As you all look around, Aristobulus. metaphorically, metaphorically. <laughs> Oh, right. Or okay. maybe not. I'll leave that up to you. That's that's in God's hands now. Definitely not metaphorically. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I've, I've, put, I've put a tail on my bum. That's definitely what's happened here. <laughs> the, robes, the robes seem like they would add to the discretion, but they <laughs> won't. If anything, it adds to a bit, more, yeah. a bit more confusion. Yeah. As everyone else is riding, you look around and you see Aristobulus riding backwards on his horse. Just really controlling it, using. Oh, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to have to do that. Come on, this is another thing that I'm really glad we don't have audio on uh, video on this. <laughs> um, Maud, we did you. Didn't we? <laughs> A gift. We need more gifts for Twitter. 
imagine doing that. There's nothing wrong with that, wasn't that? It's like riding a horse's tail. Right. Anyway, um, Maud, we did you, didn't we? Yes. You can see Maud, Maud's enthusiasm is, is really dwindling. You can see she's run out of alcohol. Um, after a short ride, you make it to a small coppice of woods. As you arrive there in fashion, a bit like um, Reservoir Dogs, you all arrive in a very kind of cool, collected manner. Tatty sidestepping off his horse to drop low as you see the tracks end. Sorry, 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 that horse, oh, oh, what was he travelling on? A cow. Thank you, thank you. As, uh, ooh, retcon. As you all arrive, Tatty low riding on his Frisian horse. <laughs> um, but can he have cowboy music, like hardcore wow, cowboy music to ride in on? Wow, wow. No, like. You see now that the cow's udders are so engorged that its nipples are dragging along the ground. Fucking, <laughs> fucking been, been there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck me. (laughs) What a day, Carl. What a day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You look sad. Lewis, what's wrong? My nipples are so engorged, they're rubbing on the floor. (laughs) You monster. The doctors are baffled. You're dragging yourself along the floor like a dog with words. And my titties are right there. As Aristobulus looks at the engorged, low-hanging fruit hanging off the bottom of the cow, he looks over to Maud and tries to work out what's hanging lower, Maud's nose or (laughs) cow's udders. They both mangle in the breeze. Oh. (laughs) 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 <laughs> like Cyril Sneer. Yeah. yeah. Best um, nose in the industry. Your nose is like Rocco C3D. It's literally swinging in the breeze. There we go. Right. As you arrive, you see in the coppice of trees, the gnomes have mounted up. You see horse tracks leading away. Clearly, the gnomes had horses here and they have mounted up. They clearly came within a certain distance, left the horses tied up in a coppice. And you can see the direction that the horse tracks go off in. Can I examine the tracks to see if I can figure out how far ahead of us they are? What's this, Raiders of the Lost Ark? As you uh, stick your finger in a tree. Raiders of the Lost Ark, but eat some dirt. Yeah, make me a perception check. Fourteen. Fourteen. They're about 45, 40-odd minutes ahead of you, probably. Your tracking skills are so precise that by the very depth of a hoof print, you can tell how far ahead. Mm. Yeah. I um, I turn around to the group and I say, they're not too far ahead of us, um, but they are on horseback. Mount up! <laughs> As you go to mount up, your posse gathers around you. As the sun starts setting, the horses rear up. As you go to set off after your quarry, as you hear a... Your cow refuses to ride off. As Maud, you get the real you get the real intention off the cow being able to hear its thought. It's screaming out to be milked. It's not gonna go a pace further and milk this horse. No, don't milk the horse! <laughs> Why do you keep saying horse then? <laughs> Once I've had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just milking his horse. <laughs> Everyone jumps down off their horse and milks their horse. 
and then we all get demonetized. Oh, very waxing those beers episode. It's a lot of as many as usual. It's a very Western thing not to drink horse milk. <laughs> Why is my cough so lumpy? <laughs> oh. oh, Jesus Christ. Right, Tatty, you're going to have to milk your cow. <laughs> Can we all grab a nipple? Yeah, I'm going to turn around to Barbara and say, um, do you mind if I ride on you instead? You can't just leave it here needing to be milked. We have murdered, It'll we have die. incinerated, we've stolen a lot of things, sometimes all three, but we've never left an animal we need to be milked. That's some kind of code, man. And it's definitely not just because we all wow. want to see the character do it, okay? Do you want to milk this cow? Oh, everyone's expecting me to milk the cow. It's so more out, <laughs> it's, it's out, it's out of turn. Everyone's expecting you to milk the horse. Yeah, we all start chanting. Tati's closer to the ground. Fair enough. Why are you always making it racial? It's facts. It's science. He's just going to... What's he going to milk in? His mouth. just going to freeze it's a mouth. mod. Oh, we bringing the bringing the fucking tone down. Right, you're gonna get on and do this. His tits. His tits. Is he gonna be his tits? He just stands there and goes like that. I'm gonna cast. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cast speech with animals. You're gonna say I'm gonna cast milk. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found this homebrewed spell. It's it's great. Milks any animal. you should get out your mage hands. Yeah, Have you actually there. got Speak With Animal now? Yeah, I can only use it once a day. But, right. Uh, and you've never used it to speak with Barbara. I have. Oh, you spoke with Barbara. <laughs> Barbara looks at you with a fucking shitty look on you. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, um, I cast Speak With Animals. Uh, I'm going to walk up to the cow and I'm going to just just run my hand across across the neck and just be like, hey, big girl. <laughs> <laughs> Hey big girl. Hey big girl. You just hear a voice in your mind's eye. You just hear a. You just shut up. Hey big girl. You just hear a voice in. Oh, so oh. I'm just gonna oh. say. Do you, do you want some help? Oh, oh I hate this. What Yeah, this is. Please. <laughs> Okay, I, I I ain't no farmhand, but I've I've i played Red Dead Redemption. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get myself down there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna milk those others. How oh, are you? God, I hate this. I'm my hands compared to my whole body. You mean? I'm hoping that you're like you need to like kind of jump and get both. Play fucking some ninja warrior shit down there. <laughs> <laughs> As you get under there, Tatty, it's like a fleshy bagpipe full of custard. As you really just, you start, you get an arm behind it, you get your shoulder into it, and you just start, as you, you get your stumpy little fingers and you just start milking away. You just hear a little voice saying, Okay, I put a bit more elbow grease into it. You put you put your elbow grease and you you really squeeze, just getting two of your stumps and your knuckle and just rhythmically pumping as it is like. Don't make that! Don't make that! As you hear a spaff, as suddenly like just a warm viscous fluid just shines down the front of your top, as you feel the sudden expulsion of a warm fatty liquid 
Who's the milk? You made this weird. Yeah, turns out this was just like a bull with a tumor. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm gonna. Oh, that was so horrible. I'm gonna check him with the. I'm gonna check him with the cow after the first spat. You see the cow's eye twitching. <laughs> That's better. As you see Barbara just licking the front of your, your jerkin as she's getting a free drink. As you, you rhythmically pump away at the cow again and again, your knuckle grinding against the teat as rivers and rivers of warm, fresh milk flow forth. I can't look you in the eyes and say this. I thought as, you said flesh milk then. Flesh milk. <laughs> as you see steam rising off the snow, as you feel the warmth. Steam? Yeah, as a, as a, um, a creamy steam rises <laughs> off the snow, as you feel the warmth between your toes. Wow. As you're standing in a puddle of um, milk. I'm going to try and collect some of this milk. I'm not letting it go. <laughs> Is Tati going to drown? Yeah, Belsia, get in there. Yeah, I, I grab whatever. I, I think that's my I've just turned this into like a water fight and I've just been squirting everybody else. Oh my god. Uh, right, uh, Belsia, if you want to capture some, make me a performance check. I mean. How hard can it be? <laughs> oh, I lost my D20. Uh, we'll do it the old-fashioned way. Uh, seven. Seven! As you really get up there, you get a little canteen flask and you get right up into the action as you startle the cow, startle Tatty, as he turns around and you get, like, a dairy facial as you're literally just pebble-bashed in thick, creamy dairy goodness. Uh, Non-pasteurised as well. As the warmth and creaminess of you really lifts you as you've been cold and shivering in the Arctic rain. You really feel the the dairy uplift as you grab a teat and jam it into your canteen and just you milk a good solid couple of pints. Excellent. Uh, (laughs) You just hear a a voice more. uh, Tatty, you hear a voice that says, You're welcome. (laughs) I give the cow a little slap on the the side. Much better. You hear a little voice say, That's right. Um, Yeah, as the teats are now looking much more deflated. (laughs) There's a sentence that you didn't think you'd say today. She's she's not dragging anymore. She's not dragging anymore. Um... They're not like a used condom, you know. They're not. Yeah. They're like. They're, they're, oh, yeah. yeah. Now, because that was going to be my first question: is <laughs> have they just turned into like used condoms? Yeah, we're uh, all think, we're all thinking it. I'm glad you cleared that up. Good, 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 good. Uh, yeah, you've sucked them dry. As you get back on your animals and you gather yourselves together as a party, just as the sun's starting to go down, you muster yourselves to ride off. After Tatty's one-time nemesis, Skull, are there any words you want to say, Tatty, as you're dripping in creamy goodness? Well, you know, what what good fight doesn't start with being covered in covered in milk? <laughs> very, very true. I'm glad that Barbara was, like, licking it off of me. It's like Churchill himself. <laughs> with those rallying words. <laughs> Ready blaze off into the sunset. Throwing up storms of snow behind you in the tundra. Five horses, a slightly startled-looking Magruba who's seen things that he never thought he'd see. And Tatty on his 
newfound Frisian friend as Barbara keeps up at the back, chasing you, skittering around, milk on her snout. Hang on, dogs don't have snouts, do they? They have... Noses. Yeah, she has a nose. She has a nose. Right. And that will be a good place to pause this week. That's all we can hope to achieve. We took some weird turns there. We yeah. did not we took a, a weird 360-degree turn. We there. moved from one place to another. That's pretty good for us. Yeah. You did all right. There was a lot, of, a lot happening, a lot going on. Remember, your, your cow's going to need milking at least once every 24 hours. So that will be a skill that you'll get better at, no doubt. I didn't see yeah, this cow's getting fucking left behind. <laughs> we can trade it. We can, you can trade it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, Belsia, your flask, your your canteen full of milk is not pasteurized. You're going to need to neck that pretty pronto uh, Hello, we're in we're in the frozen waste. Tundra. It's gonna it's gonna keep cool. All right. All right. Oh, you're gonna shit yourself. <laughs> Hello, Pod, it's AJ again. Thanks so much for joining us this week. We really do appreciate you tuning in and sharing in all the fantasy nonsense with us. Assuming you've made it this far, why not consider hitting that subscribe button and never missing another episode again? Better yet, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and help spread the word. If you fancy getting your project shouted out on air, then slide into our DMs on Twitter and we will see what we can do to help. If you fancy supporting us, why not do that by donating the price of a hot drink on coffee.com forward slash Adventurers Anonymous. Quite frankly, our next goal is to get some character art done, so if you fancy helping us with that, that would mean the world to us. As ever, for all the latest news and updates on the podcast, we can be found at twitter.com forward slash Adventurers A-N-O number one. Or just type Adventurers Anonymous into Twitter. So that just leaves time to say a huge goodbye from Chris, Chris, Lewis, Matt, Chanel and myself. A hearty hug to all of you. See you next week. And remember, stay tipsy, my friends.